to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app by searching for The Church at Bushland in your app store. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know how this ministry is impacting your life by emailing us at info at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so in our app or by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Well, good to see you, church. Thanks for being here. I uh, want to tell the guys, thank you for being here, guys. I know we had about 75 mamas and ladies at a women's retreat this weekend. Uh, and I encouraged you last week, I don't care what those kids look like, just get them here, all right? And I've seen some of them, and you didn't care. <laughs> so, no, I'm kidding. They all look good. <laughs> you did pretty good. I got to hand it to you. So, uh, but hey, it's Super Bowl Sunday, so you know, they're going to be Super Bowl party after this, so it don't matter. So uh, have fun. But uh, you did great, and I, I hear nothing but powerful things about the retreat. And uh, you saw Leslin uh, get baptized this morning. There'll be more to come. Uh, that's beautiful. I love that. And uh, just all the glory to God for every bit of that. So uh, if you're here today, thanks for being here. I want to welcome the online audience, the great church we have online. Uh, I jumped into a series last week called In But Not Of. Uh, if you've been in the church at any time, uh, a phrase uh, that is in John 15, I mean, John 17 says, uh, we're to be in the world, but not of it. And we're going to unpack that a little bit more. Started last week. We'll continue to unpack that through the rest of the month. But I subtitle each week. This subtitle today is simply this. You snacking? Are you eating? Are you snacking? Are you eating? Some of you are like, I'm about to be snacking at that Super Bowl party. I'm talking like a bunch of snacking. I'm talking about a little different than that, but we'll get there in a little bit, okay? So that popular phrase, in it but not of it, you've heard it. We're called to be in this world, but Jesus said, don't be of it. Now, that's really difficult if you look at it because it kind of gives the drift, if you look at it, that we're, be, we're to be in the world, okay, but, but we're supposed to try real, real, real hard not to be of it. I mean, we're on this dirt ball. We got this earth suit, and we're walking around in it, and every day it's deteriorating, you know, whether we like it or not, whether we try to stop it or not, it is, okay? But, but this is where we find ourselves. And we're, we're born again, child of the king. If there's come a time in your life that you've been born again, saved, and you've been scripturally baptized, just like you saw there, under the water, back out of the water. Why? Because that's what Jesus did. And we think it's kind of important to do what he did. All right. And so um, if you've done that, then you are a child of the king. Okay. This world, scripture says, is not your home. You're passing through. But Jesus said, while you pass through, I got good news for you. Whew, this world is messed up and you're going to have a lot of trouble. Well, thanks for the good news. When's that? Thank you. I mean, that's what he says to us. So while we do this and while we occupy it, he says, I want you in the world, but I do not want you of the world. And it kind of gives the drift that we're almost like better than them. Is that what Jesus really meant in that scripture? I don't know. We're going to look at half of it today. We're going to look at half of it next week. So I want you to go there, okay? Uh, John chapter 17 is the text. I'm going to begin in verse 6, if you'll follow with me. 
verse 6, John 17. I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me, and they have obeyed your word. Now they know everything you have give, given me comes from you. For I gave them the words you gave me, and they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you, and that they believed that you sent me. We'll get there next week. I pray for them. I am not praying for the world. Hmm, you ever wondered? He ain't, as they say in Texas. He ain't, okay? But for those you have given me, for they are yours. All I have is yours. All I have is mine. And the glory has come to me through them. I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world. And I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name. Woo, somebody needs to write Jesus in the margin because that is the name, all right? The name you gave me so that they may be one as you are one. You and I are one. Are we are one, sorry. Verse 12, while I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe by that name you gave me, Jesus again, amen? No other name given under heaven, all right? None has been lost except the one doomed to destruction, so Scripture would be fulfilled. And we know that, hombre, we won't talk about him. So here you have in the world, but not of the world. He says, listen to me, I'm praying for them. Jesus tells the Father, I'm about to go hang out with you. I've done what you've asked me to do. I'm leaving them here, okay? And I'm not praying for the world, okay? I love the world, not praying for the world. I'm praying for those you've gave me, okay? And so, in a sense, we're in it, but we're not of it. But we have to be very careful that what we do is not separate ourselves from the world, okay, while we're trying not to be of it. He says you're in it. He says you're in it, but I don't want you to be of it. The of it is the key. And we're gonna talk about that in a little bit. But what about scriptures? You may be sitting there saying, Pastor, I get we're in the world, but not to be of the world. But, 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 but Jesus said some other things. He said in 1 Corinthians 15, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. He did say that. But we're in the world, but not to be of the world, right? Right, okay? But if I get with the world, it may corrupt me. Could. We'll talk about it in a little bit. That's where the snacking and the eating comes around, all right? James 1.27, he says, true religion is this. You look after the orphans and the widows. And then he says at this at the bottom of the scripture, he says, and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world, by being polluted by the world. You ever been in New York City? You ever walked around it in the summertime? I wouldn't recommend it stinks, all right? Because there's manholes about every block, all right? And you know when you're getting close to a manhole because you can smell it, all right? And then you get past it and the smell goes away until the next block. Now, listen to me. You don't have to be real smart to understand that if that stink comes from that hole, I don't have to climb down in the hole to give that evidence. You can just take a whiff of it and go, mm-hmm, I bet it's worse down there. It is. It is. 
So how about you do this? Don't go get it. Just take the wisdom that I just imparted to you that that stinks. And you do not have to get that all over you to give me, give me a testimony that that stinks. I know it stinks. So you're in this world, but I don't want you of it. Meaning, you're passing through this world. I need you to be in this world. I don't need you to get down in it and waddle with them. Does that make sense to you? I need you to be in it, but not of it. We'll get there. We'll talk more. But Jesus said some other things. He said those two things about bad company, corrupting good morals. He said, don't be polluted by the world. But then Jesus said this in Matthew 5, 13. We talked about it last week. You, that's what he calls us after we're born again, are the salt of the earth. I'm the salt of the earth. But bad company corrupts good morals or good character. Yep. But I'm not supposed to be polluted by the world. Yes, but you're the salt of the earth. You're like, oh, you don't know what to do, all right? Matthew 28, verse 19, great commission. He says this in 19. Therefore, and I've told you when you see therefore in scripture, you always wanna ask what that's therefore, therefore. It's therefore that you would go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in my name. All right, I'm not supposed to be in the world, okay? I mean, I'm in the world, but I still be of it. Bad company corrupts good morals, uh, I don't need to be polluted by the world, but I'm the salt of the earth, but you want me to go what? Go make disciples. I got one better. Flip over to Acts chapter one. Acts chapter one. Look at verses uh, seven and eight. Acts one, seven and eight. But he said to them, it is not for you to know the times and dates the Father has set by his own authority. But watch this. He's talking to the church, little church, big church. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in, Judea, in Samaria, and to all the ends of the earth. Can I ask you a question? Is the Holy Spirit on the move? Yes. That's why Paul says you got to keep in step with the Spirit. Sometimes we want to make a little bubble, put our family in the bubble to protect it from the world. No, 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 and no. What's up with the world's bad, mean, it's ugly, it's weird, it's a freak show. It's all those things. But you know what? It's supposed to be. That's why he put the church here. Because the church is supposed to be what? Salt of the earth. Go make disciples. Be my witnesses. How are you going to do that with the Holy Spirit in you? After salvation, the Holy Spirit fills you. You're walking out in this world. Paul said, keep in step with the Spirit. The Holy Spirit's on the move. Maybe I should be on the move. Yes, bubble life is not moving, okay? Bubble life is hunkering down, pulling in the windows, pulling the blinds, locking all the doors. Don't, 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 don't get hurt. Don't live in fear. He said, I didn't give you a spirit of fear. Go out into the world. Go in the world. Be salt. Be light. Be a disciple. Make disciples. Be my witnesses. So you see a popular phrase. We go back to it again. I'm in this world, but not of it. Some of you are like, I'm totally confused. I'm totally confused. Am I supposed to be in the world and not of it? Or am I supposed to be uh, around the world and, and try not to let it impact me? I mean, what am I supposed to do here? He says, listen to me. You're in the world, but I don't want you to be of it. Okay, 
So what do you mean? What does it look like? How do I do this? So the big question is simply this. Are you snacking or are you eating? Are you snacking or are you eating? Let's go to John's Gospel, a couple pages back. Go back to John. John 15. Look at verses four and five. John 15, four and five. Jesus says, hey, remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in the vine. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. What can you do? Nothing, all right? Psalm 1 says, the first part of Psalm 1 tells all things about the world that's out there that you need to avoid. And then in verse three, he says, you need to be like a tree planted by streams of water. And what that stream of water is, is the Holy Spirit of God that continues to pump up through you. You need to be a tree planted by streams of water. So while you're in the world, he says, I don't want you to be of the world, okay? I need you to be a tree planted by streams of water when the Holy Spirit of God comes up inside of you and gives life to every branch and every branch bears fruit. But if you don't hang out with that water and let that streams of water through the Holy Spirit of God come up in you, you will not bear any fruit. You will not. And many of us in this room right now, we have been put, placed, and sent around people that are of the world. They don't know the Lord. They're acting and behaving and thinking just like they're supposed to. Don't get mad at them. It's tough to be lost, okay? But we are the salt of the earth. We are called to be witnesses. We, the church, are called to what? Make disciples. So the world and life does one thing. It pushes you and me to be very, very, very busy. One thing that the church, after that the church, after, after you get saved, the church, at, one thing the church and the world have in common, the church and the world can get very, very busy. Very busy. There are seasons in your life you're very, very, very busy. When you're really, really, really busy, one thing that you don't do is you do not stop and eat because you don't have time to stop and eat. Because you got a ball game at nine and then your daughter got one at 10 and then another game at 12 and then you're gonna catch something to eat real fast at a fast food restaurant, which probably means four of them because you're just chunking food in the back seat going, eat, eat, use your napkin, get ketchup off my seat. What's wrong with you? And then you're gonna get to the game and you go back to the back seat, whatever's left. There's a nugget, there's a french fry. I don't think that's a french fry. There's a nugget and then maybe that's a french fry and you eat it. And you're snacking just like your kids because why? Because you have a game and then you got to get back home because you got a birthday party at six and then you got to get up and go to church and it's just, a numb, it's just wearing you out. And then Monday comes and it's boom, boom, boom. And Tuesday, boom, boom, boom. And Wednesday, boom, boom, boom. And you slow down long enough to open the door and push your kids out for Wednesday night church and then you take off the life group. I'm not kidding. Y'all don't do that. But, but it's just fast. You know what I mean? Fast. And the world's supposed to do that. That's what the world's supposed to do. Because one of the greatest things that a Christian family, a family 
can do is sit down in the evenings and have dinner together. Moms and dads, can I say something to you? Have a set time for dinner. Protect it, guard it, and do everything in your power to always have it. Because it's the greatest thing you can have. It's the greatest weapon you got against the enemy that wants to kill, steal, and destroy your family. Sit down and eat and have conversation with each other and with your children. Say, what was the best thing about your day? What was the sorriest thing about your day? What did God show you about your day? Was anybody mean to you today? Were you mean to anybody today, all right? Did you get in trouble in school and make sure they're looking at you when they answer because if they're looking at their food, they got in trouble, okay? Just free advice, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you. They know that's corn, they don't need to look at it, they poured it on their plate, okay? So they don't need to look. So you have conversations, okay? because you don't need to eat like the world. Now, I understand, listen to me, I get it. Melissa and I have already went through that season of, of seasons and sports and multiple sports and kids all over the place, and I get all that. But nobody, mm, nobody else can tap your brakes, amen? Nobody else can, man. You've been entrusted with a steering wheel, that means you've been entrusted with the brake pad. You gotta tap that thing, man. You gotta tap it because it's gonna go fast. And you don't want them to walk out at 18 or 19 and you don't know who they are. Have conversation. If we don't, we're just, if we don't stop and eat, we're just gonna grab a snack and go. We're just gonna grab a snack and go. That will catch up with you physically and spiritually. That is a 100% guarantee, I promise you. So here's the questions. What do you eat? What do you eat? Used to be an old saying said, garbage in, garbage out. <laughs> yep. How do you feed? How do you feed? I'm talking about you individually. How often do you eat? You say, Pastor, I eat all the time. Can't you look at me and tell that? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how often do you eat? Where do you go to eat? Where do you go to eat? Let me say this to you. If you're taking notes, you need to write this down. We, the church, cannot and should not eat like the world. Listen to me. The church cannot and should not eat like the world. Now, when I say the church, I don't mean this building and the people in this building and that's kind of, I mean you as a little church that there's been a time in your life that you've been born again, you've been saved, you've been scripturally baptized under the water. When you, when you are new and when God made you new and you're born again, you now become a little church. We come together and make a corporate church. We, the church, should not eat like the world. The world has a table that it wants you to eat at, Okay. And then the Father, God the Father, has a big old hogging table for you to eat at. You gotta decide what table you're gonna eat at, okay? Because as a born-again child of the King, living in this world, trying not to be of this world, if you sit at this table too often, instead of that table right there, you, you're gonna be of the world. That's 100% guarantee you. Well, I'm born again and I'm saved. I'm sorry, but you will be unrecognizable. You will look like them, think like them, eat like them, chew like them, dress like them, speak like them, hop like them, run like them. You will look like them, man. 
and there won't be any difference. God the Father, when he looks down, he ought to be able to tell his kids from the world. I want to know, can he? We, the church, cannot and should not eat like the world. You see this right here? It's a good old-fashioned baby bottle, all right? There's one place in the church we have baby bottles. <laughs> it's in the nursery, all right? Why? Because that's where the babies are. We don't have baby bottles on the back of the seats because we in here as adults are not babies, all right? If you remember feeding time when you had babies, when you had little ones at home, my wife used to say, Early on, when you have children, life only has three stages. You sleep, you eat, and you poop. And you sleep, and you eat, and you poop. And Monday is sleep, eat, poop. And Tuesday is sleep, eat, poop. And Wednesday is sleep, eat, poop. And you don't know the difference between what day of the week it is because everything stays the same, sleep, eat, and poop. And some of you have been there. And then one day in glorious day, because feeding time, I mean, feeding time, like you feed and then you put them down and then like, ah! oh my God, it's feeding again. We feed all the time and it never stops. It doesn't last long. Then finally get a little bit bigger and they have bigger food and bigger food allows it to be bigger feeding times, amen? And then there's a glorious day when they get older and you say, are you hungry? Okay, well, go make it and eat it. And then there's this other glorious day that comes when you say, oh, you hungry? Well, you can take your car and drive to the restaurant and Lord Jesus, you can buy your own food. And we're like, bless Jesus. That's what it is. And then what he's saying is, that's what I want from you as believers as the church. There are times as infants, you start with a bottle. And you should gradually wean off of that, okay? I want you to turn to it in Scripture so you don't think I'm just messing with you, okay? Look at 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Look at 1 and 2. Brothers, this is Paul speaking. Brothers, I could not address you as spiritual, but as worldly, mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it yet. Indeed, you are still not ready for it. Church, we're in this world, but we're not supposed to be of the world. If you came to see me and you turn and come into my office and I'm sitting in my chair <laughs> sucking on a bottle, you're gonna turn and walk out in the parking lot. You're gonna text Cade, Paxton, Tommy, Mark, and say, we need anointing oil, and we need to go to Pastor Jeff's office, and we need to anoint his head with oil and let it run all over his beard like it did Aaron, because that boy is sucking on a bottle, and he's 57 years old. It's going to mess you up. You'll never look at me the same. You'll be, I'll be standing up here preaching, be looking at me like, all I can see is the bottle. All I can see is the bottle. We need to change churches, all right? What I'm saying is, there's got to be a time in your life as a mature Christian that you get off the bottle, quit acting like a baby and get on the solid food. There's gotta be a time that you stop feeding from the trough of the world and sit at a king's table, man. 
and he's gonna serve you royal food that you need. You know what an all-you-can-eat buffet is? It's an all-you-can-eat buffet. That's easy, I set you up, all right? There are plate sizes at a buffet. There's the little plate, which is, <laughs> there's a bunch of ladies that go out to eat. They get that one, and when they, when they, you know, then when they don't want anybody to see, they go back and get a bigger plate. No, I'm just kidding. But the little bitty saucer plate, uh, it's really a dessert plate. But if that's the plate size for you, it's not, you're not going to get enough. And then there's a little bit bigger plate. And then there's a plate that's really not advertised or in there. You probably have to take it on yourself, take it in on your own. But it's that big old plate that's got them big old nice edges on the side, kind of comes up on both sides. That way you can pile that gravy on there and it not slosh off. That way you can pile that food up there. Can I say something to you? You got a name after you're born again at the table of the Lord. And he's got an all-you-can-eat buffet right here. And you're gonna have to learn to eat at the table and not come over here and snack at the world's table. Because if you just snack, hmm, Ain't gonna be enough, man. Feeding time's gonna come too quick. You're gonna be a little baby that's still on the bottle. You're gonna get your little feelings hurt about everything. You're gonna wear your feelings on your sleeves. You can't get over anything. You can't move on from anything. Little bitty things still hurt you. It's just a bunch of little bitty things that just drip, 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 drip. And why? You just snacking, snacking, snacking like a baby. You need to come over here and be mature, get off the bottle and get a knife, a fork and a spoon and a big old plate and sit down at the table of the Lord. Because some of you in this room are planted in a world with a whole bunch of people. And some of them are very much in the world. Very much. You come into a board meeting and you know without a doubt that gentleman that you don't like is gonna be in that board meeting. You knew that for weeks and it's been on the calendar, all right? He doesn't like you and you don't like him, all right? But you need, as, as a born-again child of the God, to show him the face of Jesus and not the face you want to show him. And you will not do that by snacking. You will do that by eating solid food. That way, when he does come in the meeting and he is what you think he was going to be, it shouldn't be a surprise, you can look at him and he can see the face of Jesus and not your face that says, oh, Lord, help, all right? You don't need to look at people like that because your faith can preach, all right? Anybody got a real good preaching face? You don't have to ask some people what they're saying. They're saying it. They're screaming it, all right, when their faces. You got to eat at the table of the Lord because the table of the Lord says, I know what tomorrow brings and you do not because I am the holder of tomorrow. And I will serve you at the table and you will eat what you need. Patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, self-control, all that good stuff that you need, I'll, I'll feed you because you're gonna walk out into a world and it's gonna be tested and demanded from you. And if all you're doing is snacking, it's gonna show up on you. But if you eat well, it'll show up on you. you gotta be careful and you gotta know your plate side. Psalm 34, eight says this, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. You ever eaten at any place that's really, really good? Did you tell anybody? Heck yeah, you did. You ever eat a really good ribeye somewhere and you go, but I'm gonna tell you, man, this is about the best ribeye. Come, we gotta go eat this ribeye. Why do we do that with food, but we, do, we don't do that with God? God, you're good. We just sang about him. Does anybody around you know God's good? 
Did you not taste and see that he is good? Then tell somebody. Tell them he's good. Because we live in a world that says God is dead and God is no good and God doesn't love nobody. He just judges people. No, God is good. And I'll show you God is good because I tasted and see that God is good. Because I used to be this and he died for me and he saved my soul and he made me new and I accepted it as my savior and I'm born again and I'm a child of God. I'm different, man. I used to be this and I'm this. Taste and see that he's good. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, amen. We're in this world, but we're not called to be of the world. The world wants to feed you from one hole, one table. God wants to feed you from another. Are you snacking from the world table? Are you eating from God's table? You're gonna need God's table. So here's some areas and places that we eat. Need to eat the word. You need to gobble this stuff up. Here's what I know about food. I can make a big old steak and a baked potato and salad and bread and put it on my plate, but don't jump in my mouth. I gotta pick up my knife and fork and cut it up and eat it. The word of God can sit by my nightstand by my bed that looks spiritual, but if all it does is collect dust and sit on my nightstand, it ain't penetrating and jumping inside my body. And if it doesn't jump inside my body, it can't change my life. Some of us have got to find our word and then put the word in us. That is the nourishment that we need. We also need worship. We are blessed here to have an incredible worship pastor and a worship team. They'll bring you to the table of the Lord every week for worship. But that's just one day a week, my friend. You need worship Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday too. Why? Because you live in this world. This world needs worship, amen? You need worship to live in this world. Some of us in this room have about a 40, 45-minute drive to work. Turn off that crazy podcast that tells you that bloom was from China. We got that by now, all right? Lord, help the poor. We know that, don't we? Turn on some worship and chase that junk away. You figuring out where that balloon came from is not gonna help us. They done sent some more already anyway, all right? That old balloon's old news. Get some worship on, all right? Make sure you're not on bottle trying to live in this world. Get on some ease, big old steak and ribeye, stick to your rib kind of food, amen? You gotta get in prayer. Here's prayer. Talking to God, yes, some of us got that down pat. We talk all the time, all right? <laughs> Some of you are like, oh, yeah. Don't be nudging nobody. Get me in trouble. All right, you talk all the time. Some of us talk all the time, and we pray, and we talk all the time. And God is like, boy, if he would just breathe, I got a lot to say. Breathe or stop talking and listen to him. Some of us have been asking for the same thing for years. Stop asking and wait and listen because he probably already had the answer and he's been screaming to tell it to you, but you won't stop talking. Listen to the Father. Don't let quietness scare you. It's good medicine. Another place you gotta eat is church. This house right here will feed you. I pray every week you come in here, you got a big old plate and a fork and a knife and a nice you know, cloth napkin when you get, make a mess. I'm gonna feed you the word. You're gonna feed in prayer. You're gonna feed in worship here. And you got to eat here, man, because we're about to send you out to the mission field, out into the world, to be in it, but not of it. If you don't eat, all right, if you don't eat from the table of the Lord, from church, from the word, worship, prayer, you're going to want to go fast because that's what everybody's doing. It's busy. 
but the world's going to throw out this little bitty snack aisle, and you're going to go over there and get you a little Debbie and not a ribeye, and that won't last near as long or be as good for you, okay? Nothing wrong with a little Debbie. I'm sorry. I'm now not ever getting any little Debbie from anybody. Right, so what I'm saying is you can't snack like that. That'll show up physically, and that'll show up spiritually. You got to eat good, okay? Take care of the temple, all right? Take care of the temple. Last thing, accountability. You got to have some brothers and sisters in your life that you've given permission to say hard things. Amen? You got to give brothers and sisters in your life ability to be accountable to you. They need to be able to look at you and say, dude, whoo, what's coming from your heart? Hmm. You snacking. You ain't eating. That's just nasty. That's not who you are, man. What's wrong with you? What are you doing? I don't know, man. I'm busy at work. Got a lot of people breathing on me. Got a lot of pressure on me. Got a lot. I can't do nothing right at home. I can't do nothing. How long has it been since you've eaten? I eat all the time. I'm not talking about snacking. I'm talking about eating. What table you at? Ask them that. What table you at? How long are you sitting? What are you getting when you're at the table? You know what you lack. Get what you lack. God don't like nothing. Tell him what you need. He's got it all. Sit at the right table. Give people accountability. Give people right in your life to speak into you and ask you tough questions. Matthew 5, 13. You are, that's what Jesus says, you are salt of the earth. Hmm, you are. But if saltiness loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? No longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. So here's a question. But if my saltiness loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? How? I just gave them to you. Word, worship, prayer, church, accountability, table of the Lord. Pull up the chair. Your name's on the place. Your name's on the plate. Nobody else sits in your name plate. Nobody. That means if the king is sitting at the table and all of us would have seats there because of Jesus and the cross, they all got spots. You think he doesn't know who's not at his table? You think he knows what he put his son through so you could have a position and a seat? And you think you got it? You just walk right by him. I got it. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm fine. You ain't fine. You're living off little Debbie's, man. And ain't going to get it done. Somebody else can't sit in your seat. It's your seat. The Father misses you. Can I say that to you? He misses you, man. It breaks his heart when you choose the world table. Because I know your table. It's not. This is your table. It was bought by a price. His son on a cross called Calvary. Take your seat and let the king serve you. Nobody knows what you need more than God does. Sit at his table. Say, God, I'm hungry, man. I'm trying. I know what you want from me. I know what I'm supposed to do, but I'm trying. I, I can't, man. I'm struggling. I take two steps forward and one step back. I step in it, man, and I'm sorry. Just say it. And he's going to hug and love you and put that napkin in your, down your shirt, and he's just going to scoop what you need on your plate. And I'm asking you to pick up your fork and eat, man, and quit snacking over here at the world table. Ain't going to change nothing, man. You don't change your body in a good way by snacking, only in a bad way.
If you feel you've lost your saltiness, you can get that salt back by sitting at the table if your place is at the table. If you say, Jeff, I, I don't even know if I am the salt of the earth. I mean, I know I'm supposed to be, but you said the only way I can be called the salt of the earth is if I know you. I don't know. I don't know that I know you. Jesus, I want to know you. If he's knocking on your heart, you came to the right house because here you can open the door of your heart and Jesus can be your Lord and Savior and you can become the salt of the earth and sit at the right table. Saltiness, you got to be salty again. I said last week, one thing about ice melt salt, it's got to make contact with ice to melt it. You're called the salt of the earth. We got to make contact in this earth. I mean, in this world, right? To ever change it, to add flavor, to do anything. You got to touch the, you got to touch it, right? We're called to be the salt, called to be witnesses, called to go make disciples, right? That's what our jobs are. But we got to sit at the right table if we're going to do that. We can't sit at the world's table and snack because we're going to be as messed up as the world, okay? I'm going to ask you to stay in church. I'm going to invite our ministry teams to come at this time. These couples that will stand down here in just a little bit, they're not here to watch you sing because <laughs> that's awkward, all right? They're here to agree with you in prayer. I mean, you got struggles, something on your mind, hurting, need prayer over a surgery, a prayer over a family member, prayer over yourself. Don't try to be... I, I say this all the time. Even Lone Ranger had Tonto. Amen. You can't do this by yourself. Let somebody partner with you, man. Let us pray over you. This altar, mm, not an altar, it's Jesus. He's right here waiting on you. Just come down here and say, hey, man, <laughs> Jesus, I don't know you. I want to know you. Can you save a person like me? He'll say, yes, I can. You may come down here and say, I've lost my saltiness. I got guys and ladies all around me, man. You've entrusted me with this and I'm not salting them at all, man, because I'm, I'm not eating at the right table. I'm snacking over here and I'm hungry and I, I'm, I, I, just need to, right, I just need to repent, God, and, and come back to the right table and eat. Are you snacking or are you eating? You gotta eat, man. Let me pray for us. Father, we love you. God, you've done everything you can. You screened it from heaven when you sent Jesus to Calvary. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I want relationship. I want relationship. I want relationship. God, I pray for that one person online or in the house that doesn't know you, and they know it. And walking in here is not going to change it, but walking up to you and saying, I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. Will. So God, I pray for that person. I pray for the church, whoever it is online or in the house that says, I lost my salt in this pastor. I've been snacking at the world table. I'm starving, man, starving. I just want to repent, say I'm sorry and come back to the table. I got a name at the table. I know that. I know I'm born again. I know I'm saved, but I'm not sitting there. I'm not eating. I'm just depending on me and I'm, I think I'm enough and I'm not. So God, I pray for that individual, individuals that need to come back to the table 
and say, I need to eat, God. So God, whatever you need to do, I pray the church is full of people that say yes to you today. Obey the Holy Spirit, best thing you ever did. So whatever he is saying, do it today. You'll be blessed by it in Christ's name. Amen. Let's worship, church. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram by using the Church at Bushland. We are all about people because God is all about people. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference.